0: Two, one. What's good, everybody? It's Akeem King going with Take Two today. I got a special guest on the show. Uh, what's your name again, man? Nah, man. I'm, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this is Jaquan Lincoln, wide receiver for ECU. Uh, this guy is a playmaker. I mean, uh, since I went to school with him in, what was that, 2018? Yo. Yep. He's been making plays since then. Uh, has had a tremendous, tremendous story to tell everybody. Um, has grown mentally, physically. How you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing good, bro. Blessed to wake up this morning. Can't complain.
0: I got a question to ask you, man. Are people really out here calling you Hotlink or what?
1: (laughs) It's a story behind that. Like, my freshman year, I was just at practice one day, and it was like, at first I just went by Jaquan or maybe Quan, and and I'm like, I need a nickname, and some guy next to me just was like, Hotlink. And that just it just stuck with me throughout my uh, my freshman year. And then I kind of grew up a little bit. And I'm like, okay, well, just call me Link from now on.
0: Yeah, man, because I think the first time I heard somebody call you Hot Link is when you scored. I think you scored twice in one game This shit or something like that. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Hot Link. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, when I went to school, bro, I ain't heard of no Link hot, hot Link
1: nothing. Uh-uh, it's a high school thing.
0: Yeah, man, I finna say, boy, I here eating hot dogs for the <laughs> That's crazy, man. Man, I'm glad to have you on the show again, man. Um, man, how was this year for you, you know, as a whole, mentally, physically? You know, how do you feel this year went for you uh, rather than
1: last year? Okay, love, this year was this year was the best year East Central had in about 12 years. So, like, it was honestly good to, to be a part of the change at this program because when I came in, my freshman year I want to say we won three games mm-hmm. and before that they won two games and before that it was worse and then my sophomore year we won another three games and me coming from high school only losing maybe a total of eight games out of my, all my four of my years in high school I really didn't know how to cope with losing right so this year winning it felt good man and just the guys I was around made it fun but it was a lot of work so would you
0: tell so would you recommend coaches to recruit from the Oklahoma area? Because yes. I, I there's yeah, a bro. lot of ECU team that are from Oklahoma, you know, and like I said I played with you. I played with you for the one year and uh you guys you bring a different uh, tenacity towards uh to the game. So I, so would you recommend people come to Oklahoma and be like, "You know what? We got the same thing as everybody else." Well, we yes. got
1: and I feel like uh, Oklahoma we got a different drive down here because a lot of times we're the underdogs. People, people still think we out here just uh, riding on horses. They don't even believe we got cars out here. So <laughs> it's always crazy, man. Like, and just being out here create a dog in you, man. It's like you always got to prove prove who you are. Right here, yeah, you always slept on.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Cause I know when I first moved to Oklahoma, I seen somebody with a motor on a cart. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm like dude out here tripping.
1: Hey, yeah, so quite a few of those.
0: So as far as being in Ada as well, was it a was it a complete change from moving from Lawton to Ada and you know, how did you get acclimated to that?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a complete culture change. Lawton is a is more of a city with about ninety eight thousand to a hundred thousand people there. And Ada got maybe forty thousand people here. But coming out of London, though, it's pretty tough down there, man. There's some hard places. But coming down here, it's easy to be locked in and be focused down here and just chase your dream, chase your dream I want. Yeah. And so,
0: like, <clears throat> for me, you know, uh, and I tell people all this all the time, and that's why I'm glad to have this podcast, too. Uh, you know, I came in the same time as you. You were a freshman. I was just transferring from junior college. Um, and it was hard for me to adjust. Simply uh, simply because where I'm from, you know, we take things so, so serious. We know we don't know how we don't know how to live in the moment um, because the moment is often taken from uh, African-American men. Where I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I feel like for me, pride got in the way and I wasn't really able to buy into the culture. Tell us how you bought into ECU's culture, even though you bought in while while you, you all were still having a losing record. Uh, It shows, you know, loyalty from you and integrity. So, tell us how, you know, you buying into the culture, changed your mindset and everybody else's
1: mindset around you. Really, bro, one, like, I don't like losing. Like, I'm a sore sore loser. I get, and I got to work on it. I know I do. Like, when I lose, I get just mad. So, it's like, I'm not finna keep losing. So, I might as well put my all into it and just try to, and it's really what helped me was coming from a winning program right. where, where I know what it took to be a winner and I know how to be a winner and just like buying in. But coming in as a freshman, you barely have a voice. Mm-hmm. So that that taught me to let me do my part. Let me be the best, become the best me I can be to help this team in the best way I can.
0: And so with that mentality, do you feel like you only advocate for the receivers in the room or you feel like you, you're you an advocate for the whole team? Like, do you feel like just the receivers are listen to you or, you know, you can come up to the whole team and, and have that meeting with everybody and everybody's on the same page?
1: I feel like it's the whole team. And I feel like that comes with the, the amount of work I put in and the amount of respect I build with everybody on the team. I feel like that they uh, that they will listen to me and I have a voice and they and they seem they see me put in the work. And they, I feel like I'm a trustworthy guy.
0: Man, I respect that. So, is there a reason why you wear number nine?
1: Uh, My freshman year, I was a number 82, and I knew that wasn't that wasn't <laughs> and that for was me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm really a big, big guy on number one, man. I'm not going to lie. Number one is my favorite number. But here at ECU, it only goes to defense. Right. And number nine was just the first football number I ever wore. wore. So, I'm like, okay. It's just, I guess, that's the number I want again. I respect it. And, um, you
0: know, and I always, this is a, you know, kind of a subject that we switch to on the show as well. It's called the right moment. You know, you know what happened to our uh, guy, Right, Right Sando, rest in peace to him. Um, it's called the right moment. So I feel like this is the right moment for me to ask you, how do you feel ECU will be after this year, after the departure of Ontario Douglas, going to the team that y'all beat Tarleton State?
1: Man, without Mookie, Mookie was the heart and soul of our team. So without him, it's it might be different. But I feel like we got we got some pretty good running backs behind him though. He he helped prepare. We got a cat from Lawton that, that's cold. I and mean, I, I just said he from Lawton, so that's all I really need to say about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just playing it, though, but, but we got we got two running backs that, that I feel like they can hold their weight. Mm-hmm. And the receiver room, we so talented. The quarterback room is talented. Mookie was a big piece, but I still, like, we, we're going to keep moving forward without him. That's what's up, man. And so
0: do you all feel like you were finagled out of, a uh, you know, a bowl game? Because, you know, uh, what was it, Southeastern? They got to go down and play, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Emporia State, and they obviously they beat Emporia State by a field goal. But you all went out there and put a licking on them for the conference title uh, title game two years straight. So do you feel like you all, uh, you know, should have gotten that shot before them or what?
1: Uh, no, not necessarily, honestly, because they had a better record than us. If we wouldn't have lost some of the games, it's on us because we lost them games that we shouldn't have lost to, like, Oklahoma Baptist, right here. And- and then all those. If we would have just won one more of those games, then we would have been where they at.
0: Yeah, man, because I watched the game with you all. Uh, when you all played Southeastern, I was obviously—I uh, was actually there on the sideline. And that big catch that you made coming up in the – I think it was the third quarter on the sideline, going towards their uh, field house up on oh. Man, I remember when I first seen you your freshman year, and uh, you struggled making those catches. And then the second year I was there with you, you actually – you started coming into a role of dominance uh, and not even just physically mentally as well you started understanding the game so uh, man I'm proud of you just seeing the uh, the improvement and, and you know both on and off the field and I know that you got a son now uh, and I was in the same situation my first year there as well tell me how that plays a role in you know your, your everyday life now you know you you have to, have to go to work and you, gotta go to football. you have to go to football practice And then obviously school And then last but not least You have to give yourself some. You have to give your son that attention So how does that play a role In this this situation as well?
1: Uh, it's a, it plays a big role It just motivated me to go harder man I'm a strong believer in God And I asked him to turn me up on time And <laughs> I, I ended up having a kid So it's like I told you it was
0: going to happen sooner later.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Moving wild
0: man, we ain't gonna speak on that, but uh <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a lot on my plate, but I'm greedy, so I can it's good, I can handle it.
0: That's just gonna get you to the next level too, man. Some people they become complacent with the things that are in front of them in front of them and you're continuing to try to go, man. That's excellent, bro. And uh so as far as that with the child as well, too. Obviously you're at school, uh, you really don't have that that guidance for yourself as far as that that guy as far as far as like your father your mother on your, on your shoulder at times so how do you how do you plan to parent your, your child differently than
1: you know the way that you grew up? Man I'ma just I'ma just be the father that I wanted not saying my father's a bad father he's a great man but just right. like just I'ma treat him out as if I want to be treated I'ma try to be an understanding parent and, and just know that he can come talk to me whenever and just see his side and I just try to force him to be what I want him to be. I'm going to allow him to be who he wants to be and who he's going to be. And that's that's true, man. You know, we have a
0: lot of parents out there too that kind of try to lead their child in that direction that they wanted to go when they didn't capitalize on that opportunity. And same thing for me, man. You know, I have a son as well. Uh, I know your son, he's going on too, correct?
1: Yo. (laughs) Coming fast. It is, man. It's unbelievably fast.
0: Woo! And next thing you know, he's going to be going be locking you up man <laughs>
1: the
0: they, love, they
1: love sports man it's so unbelievable and that and that helps a lot because we can sit down and watch football together for about 20 minutes i don't and, know if he, he oh. just he just get happy
0: so until you know how do you how do you cope mentally you know obviously everything you do it comes with physical physicality you know as the Alpha male. We're taught that we have to take on such a role of of dominance. How do you how do you you get away and kind of get get that get that time to yourself to the point where you understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and and doing it under so much pressure.
1: It's kind of it's really the people I have around me, bro. I, I try I try to keep positive people around me to to help me through those times and and just I pray I pray a lot too, bro. That helps, helps me a lot when I need myself time. If it's not working out, it's prayer or just being around positive people that can guide me or try to talk to somebody that I'm being in the shoes that I'm in right now and just give me guidance through those times.
0: And so, um, you have one year left, right? Or two?
1: One. Woo!
0: It flew by. you
2: did. So <laughs>
0: year coming up. I mean, it's already 2022. I'm pretty sure you all are about to head into spring practice in a couple of weeks. If not, um, what are your new goals for this year? Obviously, you've set the standard. Um, obviously, you've you've gone above and beyond each year. Your first year, I'm pretty sure you ended with like five catches. The second year, you had 56 for over 500. And this year, you I mean, 2021, you completed. What was your stat- what were your stats?
1: This year, I actually had a, a few less catches than, than my sophomore year. I had about 500 yards with 25 catches. I had more touchdowns, though, four or five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But it was just because our offense was so more like – my sophomore year, our offense was run the ball, throw it to the X. This year, we kind of did more things, utilized more people, and spread the ball out a little more.
0: Mm. And so <clears> – <throat> Who do you feel like... The, who do you feel like the sleeper in you, you all's receiver room?
1: Sleeper. Uh, we got a few young cats, man, that can go. Honestly. Then we got like a 6'5", uh red zone thread, man. Oof, 6'5". God, leave. let me get a couple inches, man.
0: <laughs> man, I'm 5'8". I feel that one down here. <laughs> man, man, man. So, <clears throat> like we said, this is your, you know... uh, Last year approaching, I hope I get the opportunity to train you too, man. Um, You know, it was a pleasure always being there with you, and you know, you kind of picking my brain as well. And then you, you know, me and you going back and forth about breaks and and all of that. What do you feel are the main components that a a receiver should should have? You know, uh, obviously every day I see you working on your releases. Um, you went from getting out to breaking five to coming to four and now so on you're trying to get out even faster so what do you think that uh, all receivers around should should kind of uh, train on to make it to that next level and be consistent at that, lex- that next level because you see a lot of guys out here they, they're running in circles and doing all the fancy Stefan Diggs things at the line um, so what do you feel like that that's the main components that receiver is it stance and start that you should work on release
1: it I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start with catching, bro, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. it don't matter how open you is. If you ain't catching the ball, you might as well go play defense. But I mean, that, that's basic, though, because, you know, you start out – I mean, that's little league. That's little league. Yeah, okay.
0: You start playing catch. And do you think it's just catching, or do you think it's being consistent catching as far as, like, yeah, that's,
1: that. Yeah, that's what I mean. As in, in, in mo- making explosive plays. I feel like receivers should be explosive play guys, too. Understanding, understanding the coverages, being able to get open, and in a quick matter of time, if you see a blitz coming, and just things like that, getting out of your breaks. Mm-hmm. And, uh I know you.
0: <clears throat> I know you like to get turned before game day. Uh, you know, I know you like to listen to Drake and stuff before the game. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm messing with you, man. But uh, what are your pregame rituals? You know what I'm saying? Do you? I know you turn that YB on. I know you putting that young boy on, and you going crazy. Um, but how do you get that energy to feed off on everybody else? What if some people don't like the music that you playing? Or are you, you know how does that go for you? Because at the end, it's not about you, but you are a leader.
1: True that. hey really, I don't even. I'm not even gonna get on the ox in the locker room. I'm gonna let somebody else set that type of tone. I'm i I'm gonna keep my headphones in. I'm gonna listen to Lil Baby. It's about 50-50 with Lil Baby and YB. Ooh, you yeah, know, bro. you really disrespecting me
0: talking about dirt
1: didn't slide on the album. No, he did and he did, bro. Once I read, yeah. I, got, I probably got to listened to an album probably about four times to actually like, okay, listen to every word rather than just jamming my head to it. But I yeah, mean, i studied he slide, he ain't
0: this, he do that. Yeah. He
1: he held his way for sure. I was just telling somebody <laughs> that the other day. He tried to say he suck, I say nah, dirt dirt code. No
0: uh, dirt fire. Y'all better stop playing, man. <laughs> you know you <laughs> Yeah, don't get me started, man. Cause
1: I had some.
0: You Jeremiah was trying to. No, he did not slide, man. hit he did his thing.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. He got to a little baby on there though.
0: Man, man, that's crazy. So, uh, as far as the season coming up, you know, have you all have you seen the schedule yet? Are you all playing Tarleton again for another exhibition game? And if so, huh. how would it feel to play against you know your former teammate?
1: Gotta be exciting. I don't think they gonna. I, think, I don't think they're gonna run it back with us again. Um, we gonna take, we gonna take our uh, dub and keep it pushing. That's all you can do. <laughs> That's really all you can do. But man. nah, that would be amazing to play against Smokey again, man. Hopefully, we get get that opportunity to play with each other again or play against each other again at some some level of football. That's That's football
0: Who you got winning the Super Bowl, man?
1: Man, it's 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 this it's a hard one. I've been wrong on every playoff prediction almost, so I really want the underdogs to win. Joe Burrow, Neil. The Bengals, but I wouldn't mind seeing the Rams win just because they got a lot of OGs that I feel like deserve a Super Bowl ring and and been in the league. I feel like the Bengals is gonna be hot for a while, so they are gonna be back.
0: But do you feel like you resemble anybody's game that that any any other receiver that's playing in the Super Bowl right now, do you feel like you play like anybody or they you resemble
1: them? I would maybe say out of the teams that's in the Super Bowl right now. Because there's only two. Yep, yeah, I was <laughs> I will might maybe have to go with a T Higgins. Just not I'm a, not as tall,
0: yeah, and that's what I was thinking too. Because you know you you got a great catch radius, man. Yeah, okay. he
1: make a lot of contested catches, and I feel like I'm good at making contested catches. And he's a, he make big plays. That's what I do, make big plays. So
0: do you think Antonio Brown gets another shot at the league or no?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hope he do. I like Antonio, man. I don't feel like he has mental problems. I feel like he he him he him he is himself.
0: And that's why i asked you about mental uh you know mental uh capability earlier um, you know everyone's consti- uh, consistently saying or constantly saying uh, antonio brown suffers from mental- <laughs> you know you really don't see if you have a mental illness until after you die um so that's why i asked you about that earlier as far as what do you do on your off time and um, you know, I know that you play at the recreational center, then you play and you are very involved in other animal sports.
1: Yeah, I'm a bucket. You a bucket? Yeah, I got my hoop and swagger back. <laughs> you got your hoop swagger back. Hey, I've been going crazy, bro. Like, dude, they, I, they had me in the first half, I <laughs> ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's
0: crazy. So, you know, why do you think you deserve the second shot in the league though? Because here's the thing, you know, like like they say one strike, two strike, third time, you know, you're out. This is obviously his, what, fourth time. So why do you think he gets another opportunity? And then if you do think he gets another opportunity, if that opportunity um, kind of hindered you as far as what if you all were in a situation and he got this opportunity over you, you just got came out of college fresh, do you think he gets another opportunity and, and now you're a free agent?
1: See, selfishly, No who want me to do it because his family going to be fed. I'm trying to feed mine. Right. So in that situation, uh uh-uh. but if it ain't involving me, I ain't, I ain't going to hate on the next man to, to I want to see him do good. But you have to put
0: yourself in that situation now because if you think about it, I mean, you've, it's
1: going to be the same time, huh? Same Just, time, you know, and it, can, it can't,
0: it can't con- continue to happen because he is really the only receiver to continue to do this. Um, uh, and I was telling people, uh, you know, when you get your and, – app and this is this is just from me speaking personally. When you get your guys from Miami, Florida, they're so used to being catered to. Um, they're already on the uh, top of the hiatus. Um, Chad Ochoa for prime example. When you get these guys, you have to expect the antics with it as well. And I feel like, uh, you know, you get the other guys from Miami as well, but same thing with Calvin Ridley. He's from the Florida area as well. And they, try, and they try to say that he suffers mentally as well. I feel like, uh, you know, Antonio Brown does get another shot, but he's representing receivers in a different way. I feel that he's putting on to the point where you have no choice but to accept us for who we are mentally and physically. And people aren't really understanding him mentally. But, I mean, it's, it's different, though. I just feel like if he gets a chance again, he does it again. So, even though he is my favorite, uh, I
1: just don't That's your favorite him. receiver?
0: Man, what? Look, he talked that talk. I've been <laughs> When I was with you, man, I was talking and walking with you. And that's the thing, too. It, it hurts us, man. It hurts us. Especially us smaller guys. You know, you guys <laughs> got to talk because y'all already – I mean, we talk because we're all small receivers, and I'm saying it now. We all have small man syndrome.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. I
0: try to I try to be the loudest person I am because I have to draw that attention towards me, and I want people to make it seem I want it to seem like I'm six too. You know, standing next to you in a huddle, it's like they barely see me. They see you. You know, so why why can't I have little man syndrome? See, Smith <laughs> had little man syndrome. He was smacking
2: people, smacking
0: people oh, and yeah. I. I respect That's how I hype myself up. You know what I'm saying? You get those, you know, what's those old football movies? Like, uh, I don't know, I forgot which one, but they punching each other in the head. Oh yeah, come on, Uh, smacking each other. You you can't smack me and do all that. But that's how I hype myself up. And I hype myself going like that. So if football doesn't work out for you, what's the backup plan? We always have to ask what's the backup plan because the same energy that you're giving uh, in football, you know, I try to, I try to Uh, Spread the wisdom To the people That I talk to as well Because obviously It doesn't last forever So What is your backup plan And you want to make sure That it suits you And
1: not no one else I just was asked This question this morning But um, I might go into coaching bro In real estate And do a lot of coaching I want to motivate the youth man Because coming from Where I come from I didn't have a lot of I didn't have a lot of motivating people like around my neighborhood or around in the town to kind of show me what it like what was right from wrong and just like how far sports can take you even if you don't even like sports it still teach you so much life skills without without you even knowing teach you how to work hard and just stuff you really need in life accountability so i just want to work with the youth or help motivate people bro
0: so i know you just said something about uh real estate are you into inv- uh, investing
1: yeah, I will become once I get some more money. So, you
0: so I mean, you kind of put me on game because I'm still learning. Um, I know a damn thing. I heard everybody investing in Dogecoin, so I went and bought some Dogecoin too.
1: And uh obviously, it has gone down. Man, I got a few dollars in there too, but it's, it's gonna get back, right?
0: I hope so, man, because I got about five dollars in there. I'm trying to. I <laughs> got about nine. I, <laughs> I'm right behind you. I was making even, but um. How, what's your approach on that? It's, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, "Well, I'm invest, I'm gonna invest," and in, you know, why work for somebody? Why work for somebody else when you can work for yourself? Mm-hmm. That, that is the goal. And like you said, you want to get into real estate. So, what inspired you to become a, you know, a realtor? Or what made you want to do that?
1: Uh, I feel like this. It's a good. It's a good thing. I always thought about since I was a kid, and I like had a few uncles that did it. So I'm like, okay, this this don't seem like a pretty good, I mean, a pretty bad thing to do. Right. It's another. It's just another income of money. Mm-hmm. I so, want to have. I want to have my foot in so much stuff, bro. So <clears throat> I feel you, man. And you. You can never have too many
0: different uh avenues of revenue. I should say. Um. Let me ask you a question. Greatest receiver of all time. Let me
1: hear it. I'm going to go Randy Moss, bro.
0: Ah, man. Okay. That is, and I like that. I like that. Obviously, I'm going to go Chad Ochocinco.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect that a lot. Because that's
0: my preference. And But I'm going to go Randy, too. I had my coach uh, from Stony Brook on the show a couple weeks
1: ago. Uh, last week, actually. And he tells me Jerry Rice. Okay, and I just watched a, I just watched the interview, or not an interview, like a little documentary of Jerry Rice. And he is different, man. He I can yeah. So you out for that. Yeah, he's he's one of the I I like Randy Moss too much to put Jerry first. Yeah. Randy man. was just different. But Jerry work ethic, like, it's insane. It's insane.
0: So do you feel that Terry Pyrrh Owens can play today? Because here's the thing, I was so so against the real i mean i didn't think he could run the same i didn't you know just just, i didn't think he would he could still go i seen him at uh jackson state going against one of the defensive backs there and he was giving him
1: he had on pads what no he went he wasn't in pads it's different
0: one-on-ones and that's different but i do you think he could play a whole because i had an argument with somebody you know do you think he could play a quarter right now just a quarter.
1: Yeah, he may be able to because he, he was in the league for, for a few years. I'm not sure how many years, but I know it was quite a few. So I, some of that stuff has just become muscle memory. So, like, he, he I don't think he'd go like crazy, like 200 yards or you know, Jamar Chase type game. But he, he may be able to, like, play a quarter or a half or so. so you the young J- Cats is fast. They flying around. Huh?
0: So you think Jamar better than Justin?
1: <laughs> I was just act, I was asking myself This question The other day bro And I still ain't Came up with no answer But since you put me On the spot man I'm gonna have to go <sighs> They're so unique bro
0: Unique man Because <laughs> not with Kirk Cousins Man, man Look Kirk man. Uh, Obviously and, I, and I'm gonna ask you This question too before we, we, before we end Do stats really matter Because Kirk Cousins Obviously Has great stats Every year can't win big games in postseason. Same thing as Dak Prescott, by the way, for you Dallas fans. Uh, and beat any teams over 500, but that's a different story. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's been in the league. His longevity is, you know, it, it shows. Joe Burrow, second year in the league after ACL tear, he takes his team to the Super Bowl. Do you think Justin Jefferson has the same opportunity with Justin? I mean, with Joe Burrow, or is it Kirk Cousins?
1: I think he might have the same opportunity with uh, Joe. Joe, different man. Dirty Joe is different. Joe, man. Joe, Joe, Shiesty is different man. And, and him and Jamar Chase is, is elite. They, their relationship is elite.
0: All them boys eating man.
1: It yeah, yeah, is they the under. It's the year of the underdogs, man.
0: Mm, so, are you a Cowboys fan?
1: Nah, my whole dad's side of the family is. I was an Eagle fan growing up, man, with Michelle McCoy, and them sound D. Jack D. Jack used to be my favorite receiver. Yeah, that's my
0: password to everything for you people that are listening. So if if y'all try to hack my stuff, I'll sue all y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But and you know they got the thing about Kyler Murray. You know, dude, yeah. do you, in Arizona, or I don't really think I don't see him as a fit anywhere else. Obviously, you you have to see him as a fit everywhere because of how
1: dynamic he is. He is elite. He just gotta <laughs> he just gotta handle up in those big games, just kind of like you said about Dak. Now he. He don't really do too well in big games either. Yeah, man. Because when I be putting... De- DeAndre Hopkins being out you know, these few of the big games. But here's the thing, you know, and it's the
0: same thing I think of Baker Baker Mayfield too. You know, I don't like any quarterback that comes from OU.
1: I'ma just say that. <laughs> I, uh, Kyler Are you a Texas? I, You're Texas Longhorns fan.
0: You know, every year I take Texas. With, I bet on Texas against OU. And I, <laughs> I, I'm two in like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, I don't, man. I'm an Ohio State fan. I'm going to tell you that. Okay, okay. I
1: respect that.
0: Big Buckeye fan. Uh, I hate Michigan. But that's a different story. I, see, here's the thing. I feel like Baker Mayfield was very, very dominant in college. We can't continue to blame coaches for playmaking ability. You know, it was hard for me to really sit down and say, you know what? It's Odell Beckham. Because I had went on a whole rant on Twitter. Odell Beckham is a me guy. He doesn't bring any leadership quality to a receiver room. He doesn't do this. He... And that's why I thought he wouldn't be good with the Rams. Stat-wise, I knew. I mean, well, how can I say this? Antic-wise and stat-wise, I knew he'd be good. But did I think he'd be this good going into the Super Bowl? No. Because I thought that. His number one role in Cleveland wasn't number one-ish. I thought it was Jarvis Landry. That's the definition of a number one to me, and that's why I think you fit the, uh, the category. Jarvis Landry never begged for the ball. He never complained about the ball. But when the ball came to him, he made plays. I feel like now, not only is, I don't feel like Odell Beckham is taking the back seat to Cooper Cup, but I feel like now he's learning how to let others shine in the moment because he has never had to let that happen he was the guy in New York which is the number one market of sports uh, and then he went to Cleveland and you know obviously he had the, the fallout with Baker Baker Hayfield <laughs> you know but you right man I appreciate you for coming on again today man it was it's
1: always a pleasure. One, one question top five receivers in the NFL right now right now yep. do they gotta be in order nah just cause it's so hard
0: Okay, I'm not putting Stephon in my top five, and that's for, you know. The Based
1: on this year, you not? No, I'm not
0: putting him in my top five at all. Cooper okay. Cup always been in my top five, always. And I'm a big fan of the white, the little white boys at receiver too, man, because they not as they aren't he as. They get athletic.
1: that yak. Cooper Cup get that yak, bro. If
0: I'm going if I'm going off this year,
1: uh huh.
0: I don't know if I should put Debo Samuel in there because he's a he's a uh, i I'm boy.
1: just thinking about that. You know,
0: uh, Cooper Cup's going number one. Or I'm not even going to say number one. Cooper Cup's in there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I really don't like C. I'm not going to say I don't like him. I'm just not a fan of his game. But I respect the real. C.D. Lamb is in that top five this year. Okay. Uh, Obviously, Tyreek Hill. You can't beat
1: that one. Uh, woo. Jamar. Okay, I was going to say, them LSU boys.
0: Yeah, them boys going crazy. Jamar Chase. And uh, my last one, I'm going to say, you know, I re- I can't say this because I'm being biased. I like Darnell Mooney a lot, uh, especially because he's from my hometown team. My fourth? Man, that's tough. That is really, really tough.
1: You like Mooney more than Robertson?
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mooney offers you more. Uh, You know, we're going off topic, but Mooney offers you more. He offers you speed-wise. He offers you more from the slot in the outside position. To me, Allen Robinson is a great possession receiver. Um, He's very reliable. But I feel like if you need that security blanket, as far as you having a rookie quarterback coming in there and he needs somebody to throw it to in a hurry, or he's going to find this person more often than ever because of speed, because speed means everything now, I'm taking Mooney. I'm taking Mooney, and there's no, and there's a reason why Allen Robinson is looking for a new home. But, uh, oh, Devonte Adams in that top five. I'm sorry. He, uh, Devontae. Yeah, we can't forget about that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, does Aaron Rodgers go elsewhere? I don't know because I am a big Packers fan. Uh, for you, bear listeners that are listening, I am a Packers fan. And uh, did Dan did Dez Bryant make that catch? Yes, he did. But you know, it's a different top different story. <laughs> Uh, man, I appreciate you again for coming on here, man. It's always a pleasure speaking with, uh, you know, my fellow, fellow players. Uh, again, you know, you all motivate me to continue to go as well because you all are uh, changing the standard for that university. Um, I appreciate you for having on, uh, coming on the show once again. Uh, appreciate you, Hot Link. link thank you, <laughs> Great link. being on here, bro. Thank you, Link. Thank you, Stinky stink. <laughs> man. Uh, thank you all for listening today. Uh, this is King Gold Take Two what's going on everybody it's Hakeem Gordon with take two today I have a special guest on the podcast it is Alvin Kamara's lookalike brother his name is Kalen J. Willis how you doing
2: today man man I'm doing good man can't really complain man everything going good how you doing man I'm blessed man I'm blessed man just glad to
0: have you on the show uh, for the people that may not know you, Kalen J played. Um, he was a high recruit coming out of Jennings, Louisiana. What you went to? It was Iowa, correct? Yes, Iowa High School. Man, went to Iowa, came to Fort Scott Community College. Uh, got there, he did his thing. He ended up tearing his knee. Uh, ended up transferring to Louisiana Monroe. Um, you know, couldn't couldn't play there because of the eligibility rules, and then took his talents elsewhere to Kansas, to Mid America Nazarene. How in the hell did you end up back out there?
2: Man, you know, I never once thought, you know, I end up going back to Kansas, Cause you know, going to Fort Scott Community College, man, you know, it's like its own little world, bro. a small mm-hmm. town, you know, you would think of the Wizard of Oz, you know, literally going to man. the Juco out there, man, but, you know, I, I got a better view of it, you know, going to Mid-American Nazarene, I was more in the Kansas City area, but like, like I say, man, I, I never really thought that I would end up back in Kansas, you know, I thought Going to JUCO, everybody dream, you know, is to go D1, and you know, even tearing my knee, losing entrance from uh other D1 school after I tear my knee, I thought I ain't have a chance, but I was still able, you know, to bounce back and go to Division One. Until I found out the eligibility rule, you know, found out their medical register was never filed, so they led me to be ineligible from pretty much the whole NCAA, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that uh caused me to able to go to. NAIA school, you know, at first I thought I wasn't going to get the chance to even play there because, you know, my eligibility was so messed up, man. You know, I had to earn extra credits to even be eligible there, even though they got different rules from the NCAA. But, you know, I managed to get those credits over and able to get eligible to play. I had to sit out the first year at uh my NAIA school because of those eligibility reasons. So, it pretty much caused me that next year, right after the COVID, you know, came. So pretty much canceled the season after like two or three games. So my real actual season was just the past season, you know, 2021. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it was a pretty, you know, successful season, you know, playing uh, running back, slide, kick return, punt return. I uh, ended up finishing with first-team all-conference running back and first-team all-conference athlete, which, man and that's coming
0: from that's come you know basically starting from the ground up again Yeah
2: man starting from the ground up man and and
0: yeah. and and for this for the whole situation you know cuz once you tore your knee in 2018 obviously we were we were freaking uh, roommates Yeah and, man uh, you know for the people that don't know he was waking up every morning listening to Pete Pablo
2: uh, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> E-40,
0: nah, I'm messing hey, with you, man. Hey,
2: man, that, that's all the keen faith right there, man. Don't <laughs> fool you, man. Do not let them fool you.
0: Yeah, no, nah, man. But, you know, he really – I mean, you really didn't show that you were, you know what I'm saying, disgruntled or anything. But you literally got up and, you know, you kept working and uh you kept faith. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of people that have been in that situation that would have lost faith. Um, yeah. And then they would have probably, you know, given up on those dreams as well. Uh, but for you to even bounce back and, you know, uh, earn the accolades that you did. And, um, you know, it, it, surprised, it didn't surprise me. But, you know, I'm super excited for you as I've been informed that you uh, are doing your pro day at Pitt State. Uh, yeah. So coming from NAIA and and really bouncing back and showing what you really got, man, I'm proud. I'm proud of you, bro. I,
2: you yeah, know. man. You know, um, man, like, like you said, man, I, I thought that, you know. Everything will be over, man. But, you know, with the hard work and dedication, you know, I, I never lost my faith, you know. And, man, thanks for you, man. That boy Akeem done a heck of a job, you know, training me and getting me right, man. Cause, you know, coming from a from a knee surgery, man, you know, you lose everything. You know, you think everything going away from you, man. You pretty much your football career be on the line, man, having an injury like that, man. I'm thankful, you know, getting that work in with Akeem, you know, making that trip all the way to Dallas, you know getting that work in with him, you know, shook me back. And, you know, dad, it motivated me, you know, to keep going, you know, because I almost stopped playing football once I found out I had to leave my Division One school because, you know, they like everybody, they like, man, I don't want to go to no NAIA school, right. you know, pretty much when you're already at a Division One school. And having to leave not because of your athleticism, it's because of simply eligibility reasons. So, you know, I had to, you know, pick my head up and know, you know, it's more than football, you know. I can do it for, you know, my loved one. You know, I have friends, family, you know, that wish to be in the position that I'm in. So, you know, I do it for them, you know, and knowing Mark. I have that chance to do it, you know.
0: So. And, and like you said, man, you know, you did, You like you said, you thought about quitting. And, you know, you really didn't think that you'd be where you are today as far as your career. Uh, what was your second... What was your backup plan heading into all of the uh you know going through the whole circumstances and situation? Like, what were you thinking? Like, you know what, I gotta start uh, molding myself for this or molding myself for that because football football may not be my number one option anymore.
2: So, what were you planning on doing after football? Man, after football, pretty much you talking about like after I tore my knee and everything yeah. when I found out to leave my Division One school? Yeah. Or you talking about like after school, like with my degree? Both really, because if you think
0: about it, that backup, that plan would have had to stick with you for forever. Because, yeah, exactly. Like say, football don't last forever, so yeah. uh, either way it go, it would have been the same situation uh, under the same circumstances. So, uh, just you know, what, while you were going through your situation, you tore your ACL because most people don't back uh, bounce back from that injury. Yeah, right, what, right. After that, what were you? You know, most people say I'm going to go get a warehouse job. Or I'm gonna start, uh, you know, construction or whatever. What? what what did you plan on
2: doing man literally you you took the words out of my mouth man because man after i tore my knee it's like it wasn't even just the knee situation man like you know my older brother passed away also in 2017 man i was pretty much like man forget this stuff man you know i was going through a lot you know after i uh left school from fort scott you know mm-hmm. uh, working at this walmart you know with one of my best friends overnight man just grind out and i even think about football no more man But just something man. I just kept praying you know and it just uplifted me you know I was like man no matter what you know I have people family members you know that never even went to school so you know I gotta find that drive you know I can just make this part of my story later on man you know coming back from a from a knee surgery you know going to a smaller school you know they can make a bigger story for me you know and I, I can still be able to provide for my family you know and knowing that football is really my heart you know my love and everything, you know, so I, I, just, I just had to find that motivation to get back up, man, keep driving, you know, put my head down and keep driving, you know, found my degree. I ended up uh, finishing off majoring in kinesiology with a minor in health and studies, you know. Okay. So, you know, it, my, when my, I caught football.
0: My boy didn't used to like school at all, man. I man, I like hated school, <laughs> man. Yeah, that boy, I hated school. That boy, accent. He used to go to class.
2: Like, man, I ain't here for that, man. Man, uh, you you know it, man. You know what I've been through, a kid, man. Just school, man. I do not like school, man, at all. Yeah, so, man, man. But
0: you found you found a way to get through it, man. And that's what the that's what the the that's what football's supposed to really do for you. You know, it kind of yeah. molds you into a man. It shows you exactly what's for you. Uh, how it's for you, and then how you can really shape the things that are around you. Obviously, you meet great people. You meet a tons of people that can obviously benefit you as well. But uh, I feel like the the friendship that we made in junior college, uh, it's always for a lifetime, and not a short time.
2: Always, man. And,
0: and and that's why you know I appreciate you as well. Um, <clears throat> and it's it's different, man. You know, um, like I said, the football thing uh, for the football for you it made you a stronger person. Obviously, we're in college by ourselves, so we really don't have that many, uh, have that many people to, to talk to on a daily basis and kind of let our feelings out. Yeah, but exactly. I, you know, I respect you for what you did and, you know, and just continue to do it. But as you had arrived to Mid-American Nazarene, splitting carries. Tell me how that felt. Uh, you know, obviously, you had went through a rigorous off, uh, off-season training and you come in from – you Know, feel like you 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 trained your life out to splitting carries. Uh, how yeah. did that feel for you going into your first year with Mid America and then obviously emerging into that number one back? Second year? man,
2: well, you know, you know, I always I never was, you know, the cockiest person. You know, I never was like a really, I was always, you know, a humble guy. You know, going there, I felt like you know, I deserved it, you know, but you know, uh, coming in, we had a, a really good running back, uh, you know, with Jamar. You know, he was a, um all-conference running back himself. and You know, me having to sit out that first year, you know, couldn't really do much to earn that spot. You know, so just sitting out that first season, man, it was just stressful, you know, and especially coming from a big school, you know, a hype like that, you know, it, it was obviously it wasn't a biggest division one school, but just a division one school itself, you know, coming to a smaller school, I'm like, man, this is this not it, man. But, you know, I didn't really have a choice, you know, being ineligible from Division One, Division Two, and Division Three, you know, I really didn't have a choice, you know. It ain't like I could just leave and transfer. So, you know, I just had to grind it out, you know, work hard, find out what, where I'm getting better at, you know, get in the classroom, learn learn all the players and everything, and just prepare myself to be ready, you know, for the next year. You know, obviously the next year COVID came, so it was even more stressful, man. It's like everything just kept hitting me, bro. It just kept having a lot of bumps in my path, you know, feel like it would just not out, you know, I started to figure to myself, you know, maybe this ain't even it, you know, but I kept finding, you know, motivation to keep going. And, you know, soon enough, you know, that next year when I finally got the chance, you know, I finally made it happen, you know.
0: And so as far as, you know, the pro day approach, that pro day date approaching, uh, you're going to Pittsburgh state. How are you preparing
2: mentally for this? Man, mentally, man, I take it as this. Like, there's something that I always, you know, dreamed about. So, like, obviously, I'm going to be a little nervous. But, I mean, I feel like this is my time, you know. I feel like God put me in a position for a reason, you know. So, I don't have no choice but to go out there and give him my all, man, and have faith in myself. And that's what, that's what it's about, you know. Um,
0: You know, you're getting a step uh, closer and closer to your dreams each day. And you really don't yeah. know. Uh, how close you are until you until you finally get there.
2: Exactly, man.
0: So as far as that, too, uh, what do you feel like you offer different uh, differently than any other running back that's coming out? Obviously, you are competing against uh, a plethora of athletes that are coming yeah. out in this draft. What do you feel like you possess that's different from them? Obviously, you said earlier that you you catch and, and you know, that you, uh, you play running back, but
2: what else could you do? Yeah, man, I, I pretty much call myself, you know, a versatile running back, you know, I, I don't just run the ball. I don't just catch the ball. You know, I can be on special teams too. You, you know, I, I, I would like to call myself, you know, they have the ability, they have, they got the speed running back. They got the balance running back. They got the power back. I, I pretty much think that I fit in with the balance back and the speed back myself. You know, I, I, I can bring different, different speed. I can, I got the power, the speed, the balance, you know, I, I could bring different different things to the field. And so, <clears throat> who's your favorite running back in today's game? In today's game, mm-hmm. I, I would say I know you made a joke about it, man. But you know, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders. But you know, if you, if we take it way back, you know, my idol was always Marshall Falk, You know, him being from Louisiana, what? I always looked up to him. Like that? Yeah, Mark Marshall Falk, man, he from New Orleans. And, of course, Reggie Bush, too. He, oh, from, yeah. he played at the Saints. I think he's from California, though. But him yeah. playing for the Saints, you know, every kid, I always look up to him, you know, growing up. And so we,
0: in the NFL today, there's a lot of things that are happening. Um, a lot of athletes are kind of uh, risking their lives or their careers, I should say. We've already seen the Henry Ruggs incident this year, him yeah. going 100 and. 80 uh, something miles an hour in in the car with his fiance or wife or whatever, and obviously, yeah. um, you know we aren't in that situation, to judge or anybody else that that are you know doing the wrongdoings or whatever. But, you know you would expect other athletes to learn um, yeah. from these guys because it's on social media, and obviously we just seen uh, Deshane uh, Everett, the safety from the Redskins, um, you know, sentenced to manslaughter for manslaughter. Yeah. how do you how would you say that this would kind of uh give you some insight or kind of prepare you for that next level because money doesn't buy happiness obviously
2: yeah Whoever man you,
0: I, being I, I still, you can you there's a lot of things that you have to expect
2: yeah exactly how
0: how do you how do you plan to stay cool calm and collected in these times and and really you know uh handle these circumstances
2: man i feel like I would leave by that by just being true to myself, you know, not changing the person I'm just because I get money in my pocket, you know. I'm still playing the sport that I love, obviously, just with a little more money. But um, like I say, man, you got, you got all eyes on you, man. Everybody, you know, being a big-time player like that, you know, everybody watching you, man. So, like, you can't slip up, man. You, you got to keep your head up and, you know, stay motivated. Yeah, like, obviously, you could have fun, but, you know, try to have fun, you know, in, in a more calmer way, you know, not going crazy like that, like you just a normal person. I mean you is a normal person, but I mean you're well, you're a professional player, you know. So you, you gotta lead by those rules, man. So you you, you know how Alvin Kamara, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but Alvin
0: Kamara, he's sponsored by Airhead, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What's something exotic or or unusual you will or somebody you you want to be sponsored by? I mean if it's
2: Skittles or Snickers or you Know how, who would you want to be sponsored by and why? Man, it kind of you know, I you know, crazy. I never really you know, thought about that, yeah, yeah you know, because like you know, my mind just been so focused on making it, but man, I, I don't I know, make it. you
0: like you love Chinese food, man. You should, hey.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I love all food, but now nah, you, you can't miss my Cajun food though, yeah. But I know, I can be sponsored you... by any Cajun food. I still gotta bring you an alligator though, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> man, that boy has been trying to give me on some boudin. not know. <laughs> hey man, boudin' real good, bro. I'm telling you, you'll love it. Man, I, I caught that boy with some boudin in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But when, when it comes to stuff like that, man, I, I never really, you know, it never really came to mind. You know, would I be sponsored by you know, I, I just kind of let it let it play by and you know, I know something will come to mind. Yeah, but you so know, I'll yeah. be grateful. So, what, is, is there a
0: certain team you want to play for? Obviously, you're from New Orleans. You would like to play for the Saints. But, you know, you
2: can't be that close to Alvin Kamara. You already look like him. So, who <laughs> else would you want to play for? Man, I'm not going to lie. Any team. In, in, in any team, you know, they're blessed. I'll be a blessed. It'll be a blessing to be on any team. Man,
0: like you said, man, you just one, you're just one step away. One step away. And that's all it really takes somebody to – uh give you that opportunity that you've been working for. Yeah. You know, so what was your dream college going through, though? Obviously, uh, you know, you were a highly touted prospect coming out of Iowa. Uh, What was your dream school, and and
2: who did you really have interest from? Man, my dream school was the Florida Gators, you know. Back in the day when they had Jeff Demps and Chris Rainey, man, I felt like those were some dangerous running backs back in the day. So, like, Florida – especially with Tim Tebow, Percy, Harvin, all of them in Florida Gator was always one of my favorite schools, man, when I was younger. And right. as far as schools, uh, recruiting me out of high school, my first actual offer was uh, Magnese State. It was literally right, like, 10, 15 minutes away from this Division one school. Hmm. Also, actually, uh, Texas State offered me my junior year, but they offered me a slot receiver. And you weren't willing to play that? Yeah. I, I more definitely would play slot receiver, but it's just I didn't qualify out of high school. I didn't take any foreign languages out, out of high school. Mm. And then to, so. to go teach school. <laughs> Basically, man. You know, I I was young. Didn't really take school serious, man. Why try to motivate the younger kids now? They're getting looked at by school, man. Just finish school, man. Finish through. Okay. It's going to pay off for y'all. you you going to so, go to school, so. And man,
0: and like you said, well, you didn't say it, but uh, for the listeners, man, Kalen J came, w- came, saw, and conquered. He went to Mid-American Nazarene and had uh, over 1,000 all-purpose yards. How does that feel for you? How does that make you feel knowing that um, you didn't accomplish that the
2: season before or the season before that? Man, it's, it, I honestly I feel like it's a uh, major setback for my to comeback, man. You know, I never really thought, you know, missing all these seasons, I thought I would lose hope. But, man, all I do was put my head down and keep driving, train, you know, coming to you in Dallas, you know, training. You know, everything seemed to come through with it, and it started getting easier. The game slowed down for me, obviously, because I didn't play in all those years. But it finally started coming back like second nature to me, man. And I just did whatever I had to do to help my team win. And so, um, like you said, you played a running back
0: position. Running backs in the league, longevity is, is- – you know, pretty short. Obviously, we see Le'Veon Bell. He played. He played a great amount of years in the league, and obviously now it's hard for him to find a landing spot, and uh, other running backs as well. Yeah. And the reason I'm saying this too, because you said that you were offered to play the slot position uh, when you came down here in Dallas. That was the main thing that we harped on. Uh, we played. We yeah. we did a lot of stuff from the slot position as far as dropping the weight, learning how to um, turn our hips at the right moment, showing our eyes. You know, just trying to set up our next move for our best yeah. move. And uh, the reason we go through those things, too, is because uh, at receiver, you can't make everything look the same. And that's exactly. the same for running back as well. You, you know, you want everything to be deceptive, um, you know, tempo and just mixing it with uh, everything that you got in your tool bag or in your arsenal, we should say. But uh, what are you planning on? So you make it to the next level. They give you that first contract or whatever. Woo-hoo. What you? What's the first thing you doing? You get paid, man. And we and we, been, we been real too i'm not talking about going out and,
2: and eating no pie pies <laughs>
0: no yeah. no hot. or you know what i'm saying
2: what you doing man what you doing with that man the first thing i'm doing man i, I gotta break my mom off something, you know she she's yeah. been there she been been there with me through this whole journey you know being, being a single mom, taking care of her four kids man she deserve it all you know so i, I pretty much want, want want to give her all the money you know yeah, she, you know she's she been she been a man supportive person of the old journey man and you know i don't know how much to thank her so you know i'll just be constantly just giving her the money even though i know she'll deny it but and where are you currently training at right now i know obviously you're back
0: at home uh what's the name of the place you're training at and you know have you learned anything new from being there as far as um you know being more explosive uh you know, obviously you're training for the 40 yard dash so have you found any perks and techniques or different little cheats for that
2: oh yeah man most definitely man i man what we've been working on but we've been running a lot of 10 yard splits man working on me loosening up them hips and like extending those hips all the way because mm-hmm. uh as my trainer say i was always a little quick runner so right. now we're learning how to get that stride and that, gaining that power out, out of them stands, you know. And um, the training place that I've been training at maximum kinetics, and I've been also training with um, Coach Beatty. He was a, a strength and conditioning coach at LSU, and he been playing a big role of getting me right for these pro days, man. I would really thank him a lot. Man,
0: and and that's surprising too because, you know, you working with LSU people, you're from Louisiana, and you like the damn Florida Gators. Yeah, man. God, Lee, that's like me, like in Michigan, and I'm Ohio State fan. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Redumbly, man. <laughs> you know, a lot of people they think just going JUCO is for football, uh, too. You know, but uh, JUCO is just a different life. Over, way different, man. You, you know, you and you were there before me. Uh, you played with a lot of Division One guys. I mean, yeah, Olajaye Tyrone Neal, yeah. Dominic Sazaskis, who could have won the, who should have gone d One, yeah. Um, and some other guys as well, Elmore Hempstead, who we had on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. How did that kind of, you know, give you motivation as well? Uh, you know, as as the semesters go on, you see guys coming and leaving and – uh well, coming and going, excuse me. And so how did that offer – what did that offer to
2: you? Man, it's like, man, pretty much, you know, it, it, as I'm with man, you can't make no excuses, man. These guys were literally in the same place as you. So you, so, you know, it, I'm going to tell you, like, why not you? You know, it, like, it make you ex- extremely happy for those. And, and then it makes you question yourself, you know, why not you? You know, they're living in the same shoes as you. So, like, I mean, what else excuse can you come up with, you know? Right. By, by any means, you know, some people probably have a smoother path. Some people have a rough path, you know. It, it's all about where you end up at the end of that journey, you know.
0: And and it's crazy too because I was watching the uh, documentary on Devin's, Devin. was it Devin? Uh, Devin the run, the linebacker that plays for Tampa Bay.
2: Oh, Devin White, man! I played yeah. his, his. I played Big tail in high school, man. And that, sure and that's crazy. There.
0: That's why I'm asking yeah. you, because I seen him uh, his documentary. He's riding horses and mm-hmm. got the straw hat on, piece of straw yeah. in his mouth. I haven't seen you on a horse yet, man. You've been in all the country states. You've been in Kansas. You've been <laughs> in Why haven't you gotten on a horse yet, man? You I,
2: you don't even own a pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I can say, you know, I'm from Louisiana. You know, I, I knew it's Cajun and country, but, you know, I never really been. I mean, I was raised around, you know, the country. Mm-hmm. I spent a little bit, but i always been like the city much type. Although I, I did ride horses a couple of times. The first time, and my friend Marquette. He my witness. Of course, I'm dang there bug me off, but you know, <laughs> I, I end up learning I, I know how to ride a horse now, man. And it's actually fun. I finally see like the peace they get, the fun they get from riding a horse. man. It is actually fun. So I uh, and you're in the great state of where uh rapper
0: NBA Youngboy has been doing <laughs> oh, for yeah. many, Man, dude is uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, man, dude is great. So, what is your yeah. playlist looking like? you know, not even on game day because we we're not talking about football no more. I'm talking about now oh, what's, yeah. what whats you what are you listening to to get you hyped obviously you always you're always on ten, you know it's hard to get you down the nine. so yeah. what are you listening to? obviously you got Boosie.
2: You know, you got all these Southern rappers, man. Who you with? Who oh, yeah, man. I, I, I pretty much be sticking. Although I do listen to other artists, man, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a true, you know, Louisiana fan, you know, because we had a lot of successful artists, you know, coming out of Louisiana. So, you know, I, I pretty much I, I always be sticking with them. Like NBA Youngboy, Fred Bang, J.D. Youngin, you know, Kevin Gates, Lil Wayne. Boy Drew. Yeah, so, but, you know, I'll I, I be sticking to them, but, you know, all the, if I'm not jarring, then I listen to a little bit of future, you know. So who the go? Who the gold of rapping, man? Who the, who the
0: greatest artist of all time? We talking about artists.
2: The greatest artists of all time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I I gotta you know stick to my boy Lil Wayne. You know, okay, all right, I right. yeah. Lil Wayne something else crazy, man. I, yeah, gonna... Lil Wayne, man. You know, he he a New Orleans nigga from you know, from Louisiana, and you know he he been rewarded the greatest rapper alive. You know, yeah. You know I mean, I, I think he is
0: that's different though you know a lot of people say no i i seen some people trying to compare a little baby to him a couple weeks ago man uh it baffled me because nobody i mean not even drake himself i mean you know i I would say drake is up there but uh i don't think nobody's compared to that guy if we talking about uh a figurative language uh assemblies metaphors alliteration those type of deals he's spot on with everything exactly
2: man and, you know I, I get my tips on a little baby too i, I like a little baby too, oh yeah but, baby cold yeah but you know you can't compare you know a little baby to little wayne especially it's two different time time frames right now so you you can't you can't compare it what about dude that made uh i
1: got that jigger juice
2: uh you know he, he like a little uh he a local rapper you know oh, like he, <laughs> yeah you know kind of like i mean i don't know not to uh Bring them down number, you know. It, it was like you know, like a one hit, one. You know, in Louisiana, you know, we got our own style, you know, yeah. and and jigging. So you know, different people come out with jigging music, you know. And I know a lot of other states don't understand what it is, but hey, if you come to Louisiana, you better learn how to jig. Oh, uh, yeah. In Chicago, <laughs> we call that the 40s. The boy, yeah, I heard about. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, y'all uh, be in them big old boots. Hey man, hold, you know, on, them hold on, boots. <laughs> man, we wear our Timbs with everything. I wear my Timbs <laughs> summertime. Men the boys are where It'll be man, one hundred five degrees outside. Y'all wearing them tumbling boots, knowing them feet be hot.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, shoot, we—that's how we dress, man. You know, the people out west, though, out west, two ninety, they be wearing pajamas and Tims to uh pajama and Tims to church,
2: man. So it's different <laughs> yeah. out there, man. <laughs> yeah, man, y'all, play, y'all y'all man. different, bro. I I thought Louisiana was different, you know, with our little alligators and everything. Yeah so y'all man. different, man.
0: Now I seen when we when I came out there for the Bayou Classic, man, I seen a guy. Uh, on a big bike, mountain bike, he had the small tie in the front, big tie in the back with a slab of ribs on his back.
2: And I'm like, God, man, the slab ribs of was, ribs? Man, look, the ribs were bigger than the bike. Man, that boy must have stole it from a stool, man. Look like, look like he stole everything. <laughs>
0: you know, but I ain't, I ain't got ain't no shame in this game, man. I ain't, ain't got no nothing. Shame, you man. gotta eat.
2: Yeah, you <laughs> gotta get out. You live, man. But yeah, man, I just
0: want to bring you on here today too to just share some wisdom, everybody. Obviously, that's what my podcast is really about—really uh, just reaching out to the youth, uh, reaching out to guys that are obviously in the JUCO process as well, and then uh, sometimes feeling alone, sometimes feeling like they haven't accomplished their dreams or their dreams, and uh, you know, dreams don't come overnight. Like I was telling someone a couple days ago, a dream without a plan is, is merely a goal. You know. so. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show today and just sharing your testimony, your story. Uh, And your uh, success So it was nice to have you on the show Uh, Kalenjay I wish you nothing but the best of luck At your pro day It's a king going with take two